Thank you for tuning in to CCF Lowell's podcast. Wherever you are, we pray that you would be encouraged by today's message. To learn more about us, please visit www.ccflowell.org. And you can also find us on YouTube and Facebook. So we're excited to begin our new series today. It's called Home for Christmas. Everybody say it. Home for Christmas. Home for Christmas. Does that remind you of something? Maybe it reminds you of some popular Christmas carols here in America. Maybe like this one. might be some like new to some of us but maybe you've also heard of this one let's hear it I'll be home for Christmas. sing it if you know it sound so beautiful. All right, now this, this last one, you got to get your clapping hands ready, okay? Give us the beat and then we'll clap with you. And... <laughs> I don't think that's going to Or just we'll clap when you start. Okay. Here for Pastor Luke. Good job, Pastor Luke. <laughs> he was so gracious to learn some of those. Wow. So when you hear carols like that, especially if you were living here in America through your childhood, you know, it brings you home. You know, it, it really gives you that warm, fuzzy feeling. Christmas is about home. 
right? Christmas is about home. And don't you just love the feeling at the end of a long day when you've been in your work clothes all day long, you've been running around to meetings, you've been taking phone calls, running here and there, doing all kinds of things, and at the end of the day, you get to come home and get your PJs on and relax in your favorite chair, put your blanket on, you know what I mean? And just chill. Who loves that feeling? That's like the best feeling. And the feeling of home is a feeling of comfort and safety and peace. So Christmas is about home. It's one of those seasons that just brings you home. And today we pray that we would come home, that we would be home, that we would feel at home, and that we would come home for those who need, who need to come to a place where they can feel that safety, comfort, and peace. Amen? There's that saying, there's no place like home, right? There's no place like home. And I want you to feel at home today in your father's house. This is a home right here. This is a home, especially for those maybe who don't feel at home sometimes when they go to the physical place that's, that is a house and maybe there's strife and maybe there's turmoil. Today, I pray that the peace of God would reign in your homes, amen, so that you can feel home wherever you are. But no matter where you are, you still have a home in Jesus Christ, amen? And, and he's with you everywhere you go. Homes have taken different forms over the years. They are, there were homes in caves. There were straw and hay homes. You know, there were brick homes. And now modern homes come in all f- shapes and sizes and, and beauty and, and not so beautiful, you know. Um, I recently watched Journey to Bethlehem out in the theaters. If, have you seen it? Who've seen it? It's amazing. It's incredible. And it reminded me of how Jesus was born as a baby without a physical home. Now, Mary and Joseph were making their way back to Bethlehem uh, because Mary had been staying with Elizabeth and it was time for her to give birth. And when they were making their way back, they just didn't make it in time. You know, women, when they're in labor, that baby sometimes is not going to wait, right? And so they're, they're trying to find a place, trying to be somewhere safe and peaceful for Jesus to be born. But they did, you know, Jesus wasn't born in a fancy home. He wasn't born in, in a regular home. He was born in a stable. He was born in a manger. Jesus left his home in heaven because when we think about it, when we know who Jesus is as the Son of God, reigning in heaven with God the Father, that's an incredible home up there. But he left his home in heaven so that you and I can have a home in heaven. Amen? Jesus left his home in heaven so that you and I can have a home in heaven someday. We already have a home. Amen? We know uh, Matthew 8, 20, it says that foxes and have holes and birds of the air have nests, but the son of man has nowhere to lay his head. When he was born, he was born in a lowly and humble place called a stable in a manger. And I think that it came, he came to show us that how humble he can be to serve all of mankind, that he didn't need to be born in a fancy mansion. He didn't need to have everything around him. He just wanted to come and serve. John 6, 38, for I have come down from heaven, not to do my own will, but the will of him who sent me. This is the will of the father who sent me that all he has given me, I should lose nothing but I should raise it up the last day. And this is the will of him who sent me, that everyone who sees the Son and believes in him may have everlasting life. 
and I will raise him up the last day. Amen? And this is why he came. He came to give us a home in heaven. John 14, 1 to 3, let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house, there are many rooms. If it were not so, I would not have told you that I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and will take you to myself, that where I am, you may be also. Amen? How many of you are blessed and excited to know that Jesus is coming back to take us home? He's coming back to take us home. And this is a part that we need to re remember, and this is a part that sometimes we, we, f you know, we often forget when we are sharing with others who Jesus is, that he came and he died for our sins, and if we believe in him, we have eternal life. But we have to remember to, to tell people that he gets to also come back and take us to our real home, that this life is not all that there is. And if you're sitting here today and you're wondering, is this all there is in life? No, I'm here to encourage you that no, there isn't. There is eternal life that is way more glorious and way more um, rewarding than anything you could experience here on earth. Amen? Amen? Jesus was born so that we can be born again. Jesus was born so that we can be born again. You see, this life we're living, it is a gift. It's so precious. Don't take it for granted, but don't live just for here on earth. Amen? Because here on earth, we experience sin. Man fell into sin. And that separated him from God. But because of Jesus Christ, who died on the cross for our sins, we can have a real home and we can become the children of God. Look at your neighbor and said, you are a child of God. You are a child of God. And if you have believed in Jesus Christ and received him in your heart as your Lord and Savior, you are a child of God. But if you haven't this morning and you're hearing my voice today and you're, you're saying, oh, wow, uh, this sounds amazing. I do believe in Jesus. I do believe there's a God. And, and yes, okay, maybe today is my day. I'm going to believe in Jesus Christ. Today we're here for you too. We're here for you more than anyone. We're not here for um, ourselves. We're here for you. Amen? How, and Jesus said to um, Nicodemus, this man Nicodemus, he wanted to know the mystery of being born again. Because he was like, in his mind, he's like, I, I can't go back into my mother's room and come out again. I've already been born. So how, what do you mean by born again? Jesus said, um, very truly, I tell you, no one can see the kingdom of God unless they are born again. And Nicodemus asked, well, how can they? Can they enter a second time into their mother's womb? Jesus answered, very truly, I tell you, no one can enter the kingdom of God unless they are born of water and the spirit. Flesh gives birth to flesh, but the spirit gives birth to spirit. Your mother gave birth to you as flesh, but God will give birth to you in your spirit. He will give you a new life. He will cause you to be born again from the inside. That new life that gets to be surrendered to God and gets to live for him all the rest of the days of your life. You'll be a totally changed person. You'll be someone who, who knows the, the power of God, who knows salvation, who knows the one true living God and gets to worship him all the rest of your days. Amen? Amen. C.S. Lewis said that the son of God became a man so that men can become sons of God. The son of man became uh, the Son of God became a man so that men can become the sons of God. And I'm so grateful that he did that. Jesus, he left his home in heaven to give us a home in heaven, but he also left his home in heaven to make a home in our heart. Say, my heart. In my heart. 
Say, my heart belongs to Jesus. You know, many of us have given our hearts to other things. We've given our hearts to other people, and that's good. We, we love people in our lives. We, we adore people, and we are committed to them, and that's good because God puts us in relationship. But ultimately, our hearts need to belong to Jesus above anything else. Jesus said, anyone who loves me will obey my teaching. My Father will love them, and we will come to them and make our home with them. Jesus lives and makes a home in you. So he's not only waiting to take you home to heaven, but he has a home in you now. You are a place where he can reside and where he can dwell. A home is a dwelling place. God wants to dwell with us, and he wants us to dwell with him. From the beginning of time, looking back to Genesis through Revelation and now to the present day, we know that God has wanted to dwell with mankind, and it's the reason why he created mankind to begin with. And, in, and throughout generations, okay, for example, in Exodus 29, 46, it says, they shall know that I am the Lord their God who brought them up out of the land of Egypt that I may dwell among them. I am the Lord their God. And then in the New Testament, 2 Corinthians 6.16 reminds the people that he's talking to about this God who wants to dwell with them. And he says, for you are the temple of the living God. And I, God said, I will dwell in them and walk among them. I will be their God and they shall be my people. Amen? You are God's people. You are God's dwelling place. Wherever you go, God goes with you. Did you know that? I know it sounds so simple today. I'm not preaching anything fancy, but it's just to remind you that you have the presence of the living God inside you. You carry the Son of God inside of you. Amen? Wherever you go, you are supposed to bring the Him with you. You're supposed to be able to be a light in the darkness. You're supposed to be able to spread joy wherever you are. Amen? When I went to the hotel where this um, lovely lady works for CTI, I just, I tried my best to smile at her because I know how tough her job is. And I know the, the work that she's doing is so serious and it can be discouraging. So I tried my best to just encourage her that we're here to help. We're here to be a blessing to you. And, and now, church, don't let us down. Let's come together and be a blessing to not just her, but the 85 residents that are staying at that hotel. Amen. Who's on board with this? Who is going to be a blessing this season? Amen. If you don't have your hand up today, I'll pray for you in Jesus' name. Convict them. Let them know that they are here to be a blessing to others. We are not here for ourselves, everybody. We're not here for ourselves. We're here to spread the love of God to everyone we meet. Amen? Amen. Ephesians 3, 16 to 19 says, I pray that from his glorious unlimited resources, he will empower you with inner strength through his spirit. See, get this. It does take the inner strength from God. Yes. We can't do anything on our own. When we're here living on earth, our, our daily lives... And we know in our hearts that we want to transform the lives of others. We want to be a blessing to others. We can't actually do it on our own. Because if we're doing it on our own, then we're not going to get much done because we're going to be focused on ourselves. Let's just be honest. But unlimited resources, he will empower you with inner strength through his spirit. Then Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust in him. Your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong. 
And may you have the power to understand, as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, and how deep his love is. May you experience the love of Christ, though it is too great to understand fully, then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. Amen? This kind of life happens when we dwell with him. This kind of power comes when we dwell with him. And what does it mean to dwell? Well, we need to know that to dwell, and in this case we're talking the Greek word meno or meno, is to abide. Next slide, please. To dwell is to abide as a permanent resident. Say permanent. Permanent. Permanent resident. How many of you own a home? You are a permanent resident of that home. You own a house, you are a permanent resident of that house. Imagine if you bought that house, whenever it was, and you rarely step foot in it. You bought this beautiful house that you've been saving up for, you've been trusting God for, you believe God for, and you got it, and now you're barely stepping foot in it. You're sleeping at a hotel every night. Or you're sleeping at your friend's house. What's the point? <laughs> Why did you buy that house to begin with? To dwell is to abide as a permanent resident. Jesus said in John 15, 4, Abide in me, and I also in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. We need to be a permanent resident of God's kingdom. We need to be a permanent resident of God's love and power in us, flowing through us so that we can bear fruit, amen? It means that we need to stay a while. We need to stay a long time, okay? And we need to get to know who God is in our lives. So the question this morning I wanna ask is, are you dwelling with God or are you just an occasional visitor? Are you dwelling with God or are you just an occasional visitor? And I, my hope and my prayer is that you are dwelling, that you're dwelling. This photo on the screen reminds me of this chair here to my left. It's comfortable, it's homey. You're gonna, you know, it makes you wanna come and sit and stay a while, right? I almost wanna get in it right now. <laughs> but it makes you want to stay a while because of the comfort of it. Um, I have this one place in my house, one spot on the couch. It's my spot. Don't sit in it. It's my spot, and I've got my blanket, and I've got it, and it's a recliner. It reclines all the way, and it's right in front of the TV. You know, it's like my spot, and it's the most comfortable spot, and I can stay there a long time. Are you spending a long time with God each day, soaking in his presence? Are we soaking in his presence? Are we a permanent resident in God's home, growing closer to him and giving him your heart each day? There's some things we need to be reminded of today, and they are the reasons why we may not be dwelling. The reasons why we may not be dwelling in God's presence. And number one, it was obvious to me when I was preparing this list, it's the number one reason in my mind that I can think of, and that is busyness, busyness. I think that a lot of times we get too busy, especially in this season, Christmas time. When you say Christmas, it should 
bring you home. It should give you those great, joyful feelings. But then sometimes when you think about all that has to get done for Christmas, it gives you stress. It brings stress. And we're busy. And it's easy to become busy running from place to place and doing all the things that we have to do on a daily basis. But we need to be able to overcome that. We need to be able to overcome that busyness in our lives to be able to dwell in God's presence. Another reason why I think sometimes we're not dwelling is that our priorities are out of order. We don't see it as a priority to spend time with God and read his word and worship him. And and this has to be a priority because if you think about it, the great commandment that Jesus gave was to what? Love the Lord your God with how much? All your heart all your soul, all your strength. That means to give him everything. That means to love him before anyone else and above anything else. And then love your neighbor as yourself. But for many of us, we are loving our neighbors more. We're loving ourselves more. But that's not the order according to the word of God. The word of God tells us to love God above anyone else. Amen? And again, it's not bad to love your neighbor. It's not bad to love your family members, but sometimes we put our spouses ahead of God. Sometimes we put our kids ahead of God. Sometimes we put our jobs ahead of him. And may God help us to keep our priorities in order. Amen? Amen. Another reason why I think we we don't dwell with God sometimes is because of hurt or shame. Sometimes we become closed off to the spirit of God because we feel we've been bad too sinful, or too guilty. We may have also been hurt by people who say they love God, and so why should we love God? Remember? This is something that has, I I can attest to that. I've experienced that in my life. You say you love God, but you're hurting me. And so it pushes me away from God. It pushes me away from that daily communion with God because I'm hurt. We're all humans. We get hurt. We become like this chair, hard and closed off, not allowing God to have space. We close ourselves off. And by the way, who wants to sit in this chair compared to that one? (laughs) Blessed is the one who fears the Lord always, but whoever hardens his heart will fall into calamity. Proverbs 28, 14. I know our hearts hurt, and I know we can become bitter. And I'm not saying that we have to become like Superman who doesn't have any feelings. We do have feelings, but we have to be careful that we're not hardening our heart so that we don't dwell with God and we just become like this hard chair that nobody wants to sit in. God doesn't want to dwell in a heart like that either. He wants to dwell with you, but he wants to have a welcoming environment, a hospitable environment to dwell in. So we need to be able to release our hurts, release our um, disappointments and our bitterness and anger over whatever it is. And again, sometimes it's the hurt that comes from people we love and people who say they love God. And you don't understand, well, how can they do this? But today, don't put them in the same category as God the Father himself. Because God the Father says, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. I hold you in the palm of my hand. And and God himself is the epitome of love. He will not disappoint. Amen? And I will give you a new heart 
Ezekiel 36, 26. Let's trust in the word of God that he is who he says he is and he can do what he says he can do. And he's saying now, I can give you a new heart and a new spirit I will put within you. And I will remove the heart of stone from your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. Meaning I will make you soft again, that you can feel my presence and I can come in you and live in you and, and make my home in you so that my power can flow through you. Amen? How many of you want the power of God in your life? I want the power of God in my life, and so I need to keep my heart from becoming a heart of stone. I need to keep it soft. I need to keep it open to God. I cannot close it because of my circumstances. I need to keep my heart open. Amen? Amen. That word abide, which we said to, is to take up permanent residence or to make yourself at home, it also means to rest. Abide means to rest. In God, there is rest. In Jesus, there is rest. There is peace like no other. There is rest from your daily striving. There's peace from all the turmoil. This place is called the shelter of the Most High God. One beautiful scripture in Psalms is Psalm 91.1. It says that he who dwells in the shelter of the Most High God will abide in the shadow of the Almighty. This is a place that's available for every single one of us every single day. Amen? The shelter of the Most High God is a special place available to everyone. It's like home for Christmas. It has that feeling of warmth and safety and peace. The issue is we are rarely abiding. We are rarely abiding. We're really taking time to rest. Like I said earlier, it's like having a beautiful home and rarely stepping foot in it. Some of us need to start abiding, and some of us need to abide more. So there's two groups of people today that I'm talking to, and I'm including myself. Some of us just need to start. We just need to start abiding in Christ meaning start, take baby steps, spending time with him. And maybe that, and that first step is giving him your heart and then spending time with him in his word, reading the word of God and worshiping him. But then some of us need to abide even more because we're not resting in his presence. We're too busy. We're too consumed by the cares of the world. Uh, maybe we're hurt. Maybe we're disappointed. And so we're not abiding enough. Today is a good day to let Jesus make a home in your heart. It's a good day to come home. Everybody say, come home. Come home. Christmas is about home, and Jesus came to give you a home. And for those who have already welcomed him in once, but you've merely been an acquaintance, it's time to become a resident. He has so much to teach us. He has so much to show us. Amen? But it takes time. It takes time in his presence. You can't get to know someone with just one visit. You have to keep spending time with them. So this morning, let's bow our heads and close our eyes. And I just want to challenge us all today. If someone can just come up and play softly some music so that we can respond this morning as we just think about what was shared and what was heard today. Today, if you're here and this is the first time you're hearing about Jesus who came as a baby born on Christmas and 
He was born for one purpose, to give us a home in heaven someday, but also to live in our hearts now and to give us a new life now so that we can become born again. We can, we can have forgiveness of our sins and we can have eternal life because there is more to this life. There is eternal life. But God says that there's only one way to him, and that is through Jesus Christ. And so all it takes is for you to say, yes, I believe, and I repent of my sins, and I receive Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior today. If that's you, would you just raise your hand really quick? I would love to pray with you. If that's you in this place, amen, I see that hand. And I just want to pray that God would, would just be able to reveal himself to you. And anyone else, just raise your hand. We want to pray this morning. Amen. I see that hand. I see that hand. And if you're online as well, just drop us a comment right now saying that you would like to pray and receive Jesus in your heart as your Lord and Savior. One more minute before we pray, this simple prayer is for anyone who would like to receive Jesus in their hearts as their Lord and Savior. Just slip up your hand and we'll pray with you. Thank you for those hands. And if you would be so bold at this time, just to stand where you are so, so that our amazing staff can see you and they want to give you some materials too right after we pray, would you take another step of boldness and faith and just stand where you are? God bless you. Let's welcome um, these amazing people who are giving their lives to Jesus today. Amen. Amen. Don't worry. Don't be embarrassed. Anyone else can stand at this time. And let's pray this prayer, okay? Repeat after me and let's all pray this prayer. Father God, I thank you for your son, Jesus, who came to earth, born of a virgin. And when he grew older, he obeyed your will and he died on the cross for my sins. And I repent of my sins right now. And I receive you in my heart as my Lord and savior. Thank you for changing me. Thank you for giving me a new life. And thank you that I have a home in heaven and that you also have a home in me. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. Thanks again for tuning in. We pray the Lord has used this message to speak to you today. If you'd like to stay connected, please subscribe to our weekly podcasts. We pray God's blessing over you wherever you are and wherever you go.